chapter 4, verses 1 through 5. Let a man account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mystery of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. But with me, it is a very small thing that I should be judged of you or of man's judgment. Yea, I judge not mine own self. For I know nothing by myself, yet am I not hereby justified. But he that judges me is the Lord. Therefore judge nothing before the time until the Lord come, who both will bring to light the hidden things of darkness and will make manifest the counsels of the hearts. And then shall every man have praise of God. Now Paul considered Peter, Apollos, and himself as ministers and stewards of the mystery of God. That is, stewards of the secrets which God desires uh, to reveal to his people. A steward was one who was in charge uh, of the whole administration of the house or estate. He controlled the staff. He issued the supplies. But no matter how much he controlled the household staff, he himself was still a slave as far as his master was concerned. By the same token, no matter how great your position in the church may be, or how great your authority may be there, or whatever prestige you may enjoy, always remember that you still remain a slave or servant of Jesus Christ. And as stewards, our requirement is faithfulness to Jesus Christ. Paul goes on to say, look, it matters very little to me what you or any man thinks of me. He says, I don't even judge my own self because I just might miss something. The Lord and the Lord only is the one who judges me. Then he says, don't judge nothing before the time until the Lord come. Jesus is the one who would do the judging. He will judge all of our actions, the intents of our of, of the heart and our motives. Even our hidden agenda and wrongdoings will be judged. He will judge every deed done, whether good or bad. Everything will be brought to the light. Then he says, then shall every man have praise of God. Oh, I like that. I believe that God will have something good to say of every believer. Look at verse 6 through 13. And these things, brethren, I, I have in a figure transferred to myself and to Apollos for your sakes, that ye might learn in us not to think of men above that which is written, that no one of you be puffed up for one against another. For who maketh thee to differ from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now if thou didst receive it, why doest thou glory as if thou hast not received it? Now ye are full, now ye are rich, ye have reigned as kings without us. And I would to God ye did reign, that we also might reign with you. For I think that God has set forth us, the apostles last, as it were a pertinent to death, for we are made us spectacle unto the world and to angels and to men for we are fools for Christ's sake but ye are wise in Christ we are weak but ye are strong ye are honorable but we are despised even until this present hour we both hunger and thirst and are naked and are buffeted and have no certain dwelling place and labor working with our own hands being reviled we bless being persecuted we suffer it being defamed we entreat we are made as the filth of the world and are the offscoring of all things unto this day. Now, Paul addresses the problem of, of division again. Again, he reminds them that all believers, regardless of their gifts, are, are on equal footing in Christ. We are not to idolize any believer in the body of Jesus Christ. Then we see how unglamorous it was to be 
an apostle during Paul's era. You and I cannot even begin to imagine how the apostle Paul suffered in order to get the gospel of Jesus Christ out. He and other apostles suffered tremendously for the word's sake. Some of them, including Paul, even lost their lives for the word's sake. All right, let's look at verses 14 through 21. I write not these things to shame you, but as my beloved sons, I warn you. For though ye have 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet have ye not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. For this cause have I sent unto you, Timotheus, who is my beloved son and faithful in the Lord, who shall bring you into remembrance of my ways, which be in Christ, as I teach everywhere in every church. Now some are puffed up, as though I would not come to you, but I will come to you shortly, if the Lord will, and will know not the speech of them which are puffed up, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not in word, but in power. What will ye? Shall I come unto you with a rod, or in love, and in the spirit of meekness? Hmm? Listen, Paul spoke to them as a father to his children. You know, these folks had gotten saved under Paul's ministry. Uh, he sent Timothy to them to check on, on the welfare of the church there, but also promised them that he himself would come and would see if the fruit's desire was being produced in their lives. Then he says, however you respond to Timothy, when he comes to you and send back the report to me, will determine how I will come to you. It would, it would either be by rod or in love in the spirit of meekness.